What is up, everyone? Welcome back. We got another exciting episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show for you. It is September 10th, Saturday night, live, 7 p.m. here, Central Time. Uh, we're just going to be hanging out. We're going to go over kind of all the starts and sits that I have on the fantasyfellowship.com. Uh, we're looking at the start sit charts right now. So we'll kind of go over the games again briefly. We'll talk about all the relevant player news. Uh, Cooper Cup and Gabe Davis are God, says Aiden Tobin. And I would I would add to that Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen, because those were the four beasts uh, that played on Thursday night. And if you had those guys in your lineup, you're feeling good. Um, so we'll get to, we'll get into some things here. Maybe at the end of the video, too, we'll hop over to DraftKings and build a, lot, a lineup for the week. But uh, let's just kind of briefly go over the player news here. Uh, they got a bunch of college player news here. I don't know why. But uh, I want to get rid of this, too. I don't know why that's it. But anyways, Kenneth Walker. Interesting. He did not practice really all week. And uh, now he's listed as questionable going into this game. So he logged three consecutive did not practices throughout the week, but ultimately being tagged as questionable goes without saying that Walker will be difficult to trust in season-long formats. And I fully agree with this. I do not think we can responsibly start Kenneth Walker. It's not a great matchup. Rashad Penny is healthy. We kind of want to wait and see what we got here. So it's almost better if, if they just rest him, but we'll see if he gets uh, gets called into this one. But I think for now, you can't uh, you can't play Kenneth Walker in redraft leagues. The Jets placing their backups backup on IR. Not great here. So minimum four weeks IR for Dwayne Brown. He originally was subbing in for Mekhi Becton. So a slight ding here for the New York Jets rushing offense. I, I mean, Brees Hall and Michael Carter, they're both kind of shaky RB2s here. I, I think they're both more kind of RB3 flexes for me this weekend. If you guys do have Jets running backs questions, you can fire those up. Uh, Mario Addison going to IR here. Let's keep it moving. Uh, Brett Maher, promoted from the practice squad. He might be kicking here. Um, KJ Hamler, interested. He was listed as questionable. I'm not sure what the issue was. Uh, if you do click on the link in the description, I've got everything you need here. There is a, uh, a link to the practice reports here. This is what I like to use. So uh, this is by RotoWire here. And it looks like KJ Hamler, limited, limited, limited. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So we'll see if he can go. He would be operating in, as Denver's number three wide receiver. Some good news on tight ends here. ESPN John Kime reporting that Logan Thomas is ready to go for Sunday's opener against the Jags. Thomas appears set to return to game action after avoiding any setbacks in his recovery from a torn ACL, MCL, and meniscus suffered in December. So interesting. I mean, but yeah, before he got injured, he was he was playing pretty well last year with Taylor Heineke. Uh, I think in terms of practice reports, let's take a peek here. Has he been full go? Uh, he's been limited, limited, and limited. I don't think we love him for a start this week, but I'm definitely watching him to see what the snap rates are. Cause I, I do like their second-year tight end, John Bates, too, and they also have Cole Turner, and I believe they have one other tight end that they like uh, quite a bit as well. Uh, I can't remember the name, but they have like three or four tight ends, so they might be in a rotation. If he gets the, the starter's usage and gets upwards of 80% snaps, then we'll be interested, but I think leave Thomas on your bench, and maybe we'll consider uh, him in future weeks if everything checks out. Uh, let's move on to Irv Smith. Uh, we got Matt in the chat. How's it going, man? We are doing great. Uh, it's football, man. Week one is officially here tomorrow. And uh, yeah, we're, we just had a great day Saturday just watching some of these crazy college football games. And then uh, off to see that new movie Barbarian tonight. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, it's it's week one, man. We're happy to be here. And the Vikings tight end Irv Smith said he's 100%. So he he broke that thumb maybe about a month ago. Uh, it says Smith's status wasn't in doubt after he was left off the Vikings injury report. This suggests he won't be limited in his first game action since last August. So a uh, huge potential season coming for Irv Smith. We hope he can stay healthy. Uh, and again, uh, the he was always on track to be ready for week one. And it's, it's really positive that he's not even on the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday with a limited or DNP or anything like that. So it does look like Irv Smith Fully good to go, and he can be a fun tight end, a low end tight end one streamer for you. Uh, the rate the Baltimore Ravens ruling out left tackle Ronnie Stanley here. Uh, let's see, this was expected as he was a, a, initially listed as doubtful on the injury reports here. So, a slight ding for the Ravens offensive line. We still expect them to kind of uh, take care of business against the Jets. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Barbarian movie. I'm excited. I think we're going in a couple hours, so we'll, we'll head there. <laughs> um, Oh, man. But uh, more big tight end news today. you got Darren Waller 
uh, signing his three-year $51 million contract extension. Uh, Waller had two years remaining on his current deal. Uh, I think, let's see, his base salary is at about $13.5 million. I'm not sure what it was before, but this was pretty much the whole reason why he didn't practice or play much with the Raiders this August. He was wanting that new deal, didn't want to put his body on the line here. So if you drafted Darren Waller, congrats. He's going to heal magically overnight. No hamstring, no weird injuries, no nothing. Darren Waller, good to go. And he might remain as one of the best values from draft day uh, at tight end here. So Darren Waller, good to go. Selin Ahmed, questionable. Jack Conklin, Browns right tackle, game time decision. Uh, says he looked good here in drills. So this would be nice to have him in there for the Browns uh, going up against the Carolina Panthers. Rookie wide receiver Michael Woods has been ruled out here. Nobody was starting him yet, but I wanted to see his debut at least. Uh, and this one kind of raised my eyebrows. Jalen Tolbert, for the, the rookie receiver for the Cowboys, the fans, Brian Broaddus, wouldn't be surprised if Tolbert is a healthy scratch for week one. So I know a lot of people are drafting him late in their drafts. I, I do not think he's a responsible play at all this week in redraft leagues or dynasty or anything. James Washington's on IR. Michael Gallup's out for at least week one or two or three. And not like this would be his chance to get on the field. And if he's not on the field during this uh, this game with no Washington, no Gallup, that's very concerning here. So uh, we'll, we'll see if he's active tomorrow. I'm not sure. It does sound like Noah Brown uh, is the wide receiver too. He might be a guy that we put on the waiver wire next week. So if, if you wanted to stash somebody for a week, Noah Brown might be the Cowboys number two receiver. Uh, let me look and see if there's any other injury news. It looks like we just get back to the Thursday stuff here. So, of course, George Kittle, game time decision. I think for game time decisions, we're waiting on George Kittle, J.K. Dobbins, Chris Godwin's one of them. Uh, let's go ahead and just cover these start sits real quick. If you guys have any start sit questions, fire them up in the chat. Uh, we'll totally get to those when we are ready. Uh, again, this is the link in the article, or this is the link in the description that I got for you guys, the start sit charts. Um, and then I do, I did put up this uh, pretty nice chart here. This is the Vegas line chart here. So you see the spread and then I have it filtered by most points projected scored. So Chicago bears the lowest at about 16.75, the chiefs up here at 29.75. So uh, use that chart. That's a good one. And uh, it, it's really helpful for starting defenses. So like all these teams here in the red that are projected to score like under 20 points, like, yeah, we should be probably playing Indianapolis, Tennessee, Cincinnati, Denver, Baltimore, New Orleans, San Francisco. We should be looking at these defenses for fantasy DFS, uh, whatever you need. There's the Thursday night football game. Real quick on the Sunday early games here, the Saints. Uh, let's see. We are looking at uh, Jameis Winston as a, as a fun QB2 for Superflex Leagues. I think Mar Marcus Mariota is also a Superflex uh, quarterback two option. Alvin Kamara is really like the one must start here on the Saints side. Michael Thomas, I think if you have questions on Michael Thomas, I can field those. It sounds like he's going to play. I'm going to I'm going to try and get him in my lineup. He had been kind of limited all week here. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, he had been limited. So uh, he's kind of a, a question mark at this point. Again, we haven't seen him in so long. I, I do think I want to try and get him in there. Uh, Chris Olave, I have as a flex. I might actually put him down here on the bench. I actually think I like Jarvis Landry uh, better than Chris Olave this week because I just I, I feel good about him being the number two receiver. Olave might have to hop Marquez Calloway. Start that Saints defense. You're starting Kyle Pitts no matter what. I think Cordero Patterson can be a running back to flex. Uh, and then Drake London, he's probably a guy that I want to leave on my bench week one. It's a tough matchup against the Saints. Marshawn Lattimore might be covering him. Uh, and then he's not, you know, maybe he's not 100% himself. So let's kind of watch London from our bench uh, and then say no to the Falcons defense. Uh, what's going on, Hammy? What's going on, my man? We're doing great. We're, we're having a good weekend here. Uh, ready for just, uh, it's going to be hard to sleep tonight. We got football on tomorrow. So uh, we're, we're back in action here. Renfro or Ayuk, full PPR. So that's a good one. So with uh, with Ayuk, I'm, I'm curious about George Kittle. Curious George Kittle there. Um, I, I don't think he's going to play. And that makes me want to get excited about Brandon Ayuk. So, I, I mean, if someone's going to score a touchdown, I think it's Ayuk over Renfro. Uh, but for me, I feel pretty confident in, in Hunter Renfro uh, scoring some points here. If we had to look up the total amount of Derek Carr Passing attempts tomorrow, it's probably going to be in the mid-30s, almost high 30s, so maybe seven, eight targets for Hunter Renfro, uh, perhaps. So I, I kind of like the high floor in a full PPR league for Hunter Renfro, so I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to go Renfro, and uh, let, let's wait and see what that Trey Lance offense looks like, because I think they might be running the ball a lot against the Bears. 
Um, AJ Dillon or Amon Ross St. Brown. So I am the biggest AJ Dillon fan. He's my number one drafted player across best ball leagues and everything this summer. I love AJ Dillon, but I think you got to start Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, it is a tougher matchup on paper. Eagles do have good, um, they do have good corners, a decent secondary as well, but uh, that game has got more projected points. It should be on the fast track. It's at home. Lines having a home opener sellout for the first time in a while, so that's pretty cool too. Uh, I think I'm going to ride with Amon Ross St. Brown because it's full PPR. Good evening to Matt Bain. Good luck to you tomorrow, sir. Uh, have fun with all the uh, the OG, the 1.0, the 2.0, and the free fellowship viewer league. We're in so many leagues together. Uh, just excited, my man. Have a, uh, have a good evening to you um let's see i'm so excited yes the news uh, gets it's uh it's gonna be a fun one man and, and i think buffalo really set the tone uh we're gonna be comparing people to buffalo i think all season long as the as the super bowl favorites uh jack and goff or mitchell trubisky hmm that one's tough because we don't love we don't love the that's it, a tough one for Trubisky because one, we don't really know what we're going to get. It sounds like Deontay Johnson's going to play. So like, I, I'm kind of cool with Deontay Johnson as a wide receiver three this week, but with Trubisky, uh, it's, it's, it's a matter of how many touchdowns do the Steelers score. And if they do get in the, you know, in the red zone, is it Najee Harris? Uh, I, I think what I'm going to do here is we're going to, um, and on the fantasyfellowship.com, I have the chart here for who's going to score more points. The Lions are projected to score 22.25. The Steelers projected to score 19. So basically two touchdowns for each and maybe an extra field goal or so. I think I'm gonna side, I'm gonna side with Jared Goff just because we like their weapons in the passing game. Um and maybe Mitchell Trubisky offers a little bit more with the safer value. And yeah, that's the thing. It, it's Mitchell Trubisky's running stats that I think could could tilt it for us. So the fact that, I mean. You got to consider this. Lions projected 22, basically. The Steelers, 19. So that, that's roughly two touchdowns and two field goals for the Steelers. And maybe that might be three touchdowns and a field goal for the Lions, too. Um, so uh, maybe more touchdowns on that side. But I think you take the rushing floor here. And, uh, again, the Eagles, I mean, the Eagles have a good defense. Uh, the Bengals have a solid defense. Uh, but I, I think I think we'll go with the rushing upside in the QB2 league. Mitchell Trubisky is probably the right call. And who knows, George Pickens, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, like we love his weapons, even Najee Harris. Like we love those weapons for Steelers. So maybe that's the right move. Uh, what are your thoughts about the Giants? How do you feel about them this year? So the Giants are interesting because I, mean, I think this is kind of the more universal outlook for the Giants. I think people are willing to uh, accept that the Giants are going to be a better football team this year. They're better on both sides of the ball. They added playmakers uh, to the offense, which I'm excited about. Even Sterling Shepard came back. Uh, from that Achilles injury, which is pretty cool. So I, I'm excited about the Giants. Uh, I mean, I think it's obvious the jury is still out on a guy like Daniel Jones, but uh, I love I love this, the coach signing of Brian Dable. I love their draft this year, too. I think the draft, you know, going into the trenches, offensive line and defensive line looks really good. Uh, I think they're going to be much more competitive. I can't remember how many games they won last year, but I think they're going to be about as competitive as the Washington Commanders. So like seven, eight wins, I think, this year. The real question with with the Giants for me, it's 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 just health on the offensive side of the ball. I can't really remember how many games we've actually seen a healthy Saquon Barkley and a healthy Daniel Jones. So we need to keep those two uh, on the field together. And then and then that entire receiving core, man. Uh Kadarius Tony had his issues last year. Sterling Shepard always seems to get dinged up. Um, I'm excited about the young tight end, Daniel Ballinger. I think he's a sleeper, uh, especially in dynasty leagues. And then what are we going to get out of Kenny Galladay? So to me, it's it's uh, I feel like it's going to be a much more respectable team this year. They're probably not going to get blown out too many games uh, if, you know, maybe one or two at the most. But I, I think within the NFC East, they're going to be a, a hard out, I would say. And I'm hoping there's, a, you know, you start to see the wheels changing of a slight uh, a slight culture change in New York, in New York there with Brian Dable and hopefully a little bit better offensive identity. So I'm slightly optimistic, I would say, about the Giants, and uh, you, you should be too. How many targets a game do you think Kelsey can get now with Tyreek Hill out? Uh, so let's take a look at that, actually. I mean, to me, Kelsey is he is he's going to smash this year as long as he stays healthy. So last year, 135 targets. Uh, what is that? I can't do math right now. Let me divide 135 by 16. 
135 divided by 16. That's 8.43 targets per game. You're probably looking at 9, 10 targets per game. It wouldn't surprise me, which, I mean, 9, uh, say he does only play 16 games in this one, 9 times 16, puts you at about 144. So he's probably going to push 150, I think, this year for targets. So put him in that 9 to 10 range per game. Kelsey is going to feast uh, on defenses this year. So I love Kelsey. Um, this is that interesting San Francisco 49ers Chicago Bears game. Uh, I think if you drafted Trey Lance to be your QB one, you're running him out there. Justin Fields looks like a really good quarterback too for fantasy uh, super flex leagues. You want to get Elijah Mitchell in your lineup. It's the healthiest he's going to be all year. The Bears are a soft matchup on paper. Uh, I also, if you if you guys go to the fantasyfellowship.com, you can still see all of the. Uh, if you go to content. 2021 fantasy points allowed you can still see all of the numbers allowed last year by opposing defenses so if we scroll down to running backs here the bears kind of middle you know about above average here they did allow about 21.86 fantasy points per game in a ppr format to the running back here so it's not a bad matchup for elijah mitchell debo samuel you're starting debo uh we had the brandon Ayuk question in there and it's really about george kittle i have him listed as doubtful if george kittle doesn't go i'm more interested in getting brandon Ayuk in there but uh man just it's 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 kind of like a interesting thing with uh trey lance how many times is he gonna throw the ball in this one the 49ers just eat the eat the bears alive and they just get to run the ball uh i'm, I'm open to leaving brandon Ayuk on my bench and especially in uh our guy Hammy's uh, question here. I think I'm going with the safe 10, 12 points from Renfro. But if you want the ceiling, the ceiling is in there with Brandon Ayuk. Uh, so if you can afford some risk, Brandon Ayuk's probably off to a good play if no Kittle. Start that 49ers defense. Uh, let's see here. I really think Monty's going to do pretty good this season. I'm kind of so-so on David Montgomery just because I'm I'm nervous about this offensive line. It's it's probably going to be rated as like the 30, 31st, 32nd offensive line in the league. And especially going up against uh, the 49ers here week one, one of the best defensive lines uh, in football. Uh, let me pull up the Bears 49ers game last year because there's probably going to be some similarities. This game was on uh, October 31st of last year. No Montgomery in this one, but you see Khalil Herbert struggled to run the ball. 23 carries, 72 yards. That's maybe three yards per carry there uh, and not a lot of action in the passing game here. So I think this is a this is a tough draw for David Montgomery. I think he's kind of a top 20, top 24 running back. Um, so to me, I'm, I'm a slightly, slightly a little bit afraid to get Montgomery out there. You'd have to have a pretty good option ahead of him, though. You're going to start down Darnell Mooney and Kokomet. These are the clear top two guys here. And actually, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Bears come out throwing the football on this team here. Quick throws to Mooney, Komet. See if they can get Equinemia, St. Brown, and some of the other guys in here. I'm not sure if the Bears are going to have their full cast of characters. Let's see. Velas Jones, doubtful. Um, so we'll see here. We're probably going to be looking at a lot of Equinemia, St. Brown, uh, probably a lot of Byron, Byron Pringle there as the two and three wide receivers. I think the way to attack the 49ers is with quick passes, and, and you can take advantage of some deep shots too. So I'm excited about this. This is the future versus the future here. Lance versus Fields. That's going to be a fun game to monitor. Uh, looking at the Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals here, I think, I mean, there's a lot of obvious must-starts here. I think on the Bengals side, you're starting Burrow, Mixon, Chase, Higgins. I'm probably going to get some Tyler Boyd questions at some point. Uh, I kind of view Tyler Boyd, uh, as, as basically he's not startable for me at this point. I kind of want to see what the offense looks like again, week one. If you drafted Tyler Boyd as your number four, leave him on your bench. Let's see what the, let's see what the spread looks like in this one, uh, before we trust him in our lineups. Uh, I'm probably starting the Bengals defense. If you're in a pinch, don't sleep on Hayden Hurst. I think he could be a nice safety valve for Joe Burrow as teams focus on the chase and the Higgins deep. Uh, but Hayden Hurst could be a nice tight end streaming option. And again, on the Steelers side, back to Matt Bain's question. He asked about Jared Goff or Mitch Trubisky here. I think we went with Mitch Trubisky because of the rushing upside. He could get upwards of, you know, 30, 40 yards rushing. He could, he could break a big one or two. Uh, so I'm going to side with Mitch Trubisky. And uh, it's it, they're road dogs here in Cincinnati. They're going to have to fight and have to keep throwing the ball. Deontay Johnson sounds like he's going to play. Let's look at those reports real quick. Deontay, limited, limited, full. So I would say he's he's – Probably going to play uh, tomorrow here. So good news for Deontay, which means good news for Trubisky. Pat Frymuth, a fun tight end streaming option. And then Claypool and Pickens. I don't know if I love starting these guys, but if you were in a pinch and you needed to flex somebody, I suppose uh, I don't hate these flex options. I don't think you can start the I don't think you can start the Steelers defense uh, in this one. Let me actually show you guys. Last year, uh, the Bengals just took it to the Steelers, forty-one to ten. 
24 to 10. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to stay away from the Steelers defense in this one. Let me see here. Uh, what are we at here? Komet, Njoku, or Muth? That's a good question, man. You got um, you got like three of the like most ideal streaming tight ends uh, that you could have drafted. So I applaud you for sitting tight and waiting for tight end here. Uh, it, this one's going to depend on your preference. If you want to go for the touchdown, I think it's obvious that's Pat Fryermuth. He's got the best odds for a touchdown of the three. And if I remember correctly, I think he caught a touchdown in both games against the Bengals last year. So I don't know if the Bengals are weak against tight end. Let's double check that. Last year, the Cincinnati Bengals did give up a the sixth most points to tight end. So it's a very good matchup for Pat Fryermuth. Uh, Njoku going up against the Carolina Panthers. Panthers were pretty solid against tight end, but he could be pummeled with targets from Brissett. And then the Bears going up against San Francisco. 49ers were a little bit tight against, uh, a little bit tight against tight end too. So I think the ranking is Pat Fryermuth is probably the guy. Uh, I think he's going to probably get, you know, a safe three or four catches. Assuming this is PPR, you lock in the three, four catches and, and probably of all the Steelers, he might have the best chance to score a touchdown. So I think it's Fryermuth. Uh, and then if you wanted to roll the dice on Komet, I, I don't mind that. Njoku's got Brissett, so that, you know, we kind of want to pause there. So I think I'd rank them Fryermuth, Komet, Njoku. I uh, hope that helps. You on live tomorrow morning as well, or before. So I'm undecided. I, Sunday mornings are never my favorite time to do it because, I mean, me, I, I'm in so many leagues as a fantasy manager and I'm getting phone calls and things. Uh, it, it's It's not my favorite time to go live. I think tonight's the night. Uh, just for me, uh, but we'll see. Tomorrow's week one opener. I might go live. I just there's there's so much going on from about eleven to eleven thirty before the games. But I, I might I might do a pop up live show tomorrow around eleven o'clock if I had to pick a time. Because typically we start getting inactive reports ninety minutes before kickoff, so that puts us at about ten uh, thirty a.m. Central Time. That's when we'll start to get that information. So maybe I pop in from about eleven to eleven thirty, and uh, we'll just hang out and go over some questions for you guys. Um, Eagles, Detroit Lions. Uh, I mean, you're starting Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Dallas Goddard for sure. I think Devonta Smith. Uh, he's a he's a question uh, a question uh, number number three wide receiver. My, I think you got to start Miles Sanders this week. If you have him as a low end RB two flex, I think that looks pretty good. Kenneth Daniel. I'm actually going to move him to the bench just because I'm not sure how the the rotation is going to work at running back. Uh, on the Lions side, you're starting DeAndre Swift. I think you need to start Amon Ross St. Brown in PPR leagues. And then TJ Hawkinson, low-key, my favorite tight end uh, of the week here. You saw the Eagles last year, awful against tight end. They allowed the most receptions and the most touchdowns, almost a touchdown per game to the tight end, about 17.23 fantasy points. I'm not saying Hawk's going to get 17, but I, I feel pretty safe for him to get, you know, 10-12 as a safe floor. Really, if he gets a touchdown, that's going to be uh, the ultimate kicker. So I love Hawkinson. DJ Turk's an interesting guy here. I think if he's out on waiver wires, he should be owned. I don't know if he's going to have a good game against a really good secondary here, but I like Chark as the number two receiver. Uh, and then, of course, Jared Goff. It's, it's a tough matchup for Goff, I, I think, with the with the, the corners, the outside corners. It might be an Amon Ra, TJ Hawkinson kind of dink and dunk day, uh, and then say no to these guys here. Start that Eagles defense, and then we'll move on to the Patriots and the Dolphins. Um, <laughs> Robin Knox. Oh, no. That's tough. That's tough. Well, you just need uh, you need one or two guys to dud across the other team and see what happens. But yeah, that's that was what one one point five and one point two point twelve points. Oh man, rough start. Yeah, a little bit uh, concerning for the targets there for both guys. Uh, on the Patriots and the Miami Dolphins, Dolphins favored to win by three and a half, 46 and a half total implied in this one. I think both guys are low quarterback twos. If you play in super flex leagues, that's really the only thing I'm interested in here. Uh, I do like Tua uh, a little bit more than Mac Jones. I'm, I'm more excited about the passing weapons here. If you have Chase Edmonds, he's a running back two in PPR leagues. You're starting Tyreek Hill. You're starting Jalen Waddle. The good news on Waddle. Uh, and I know we kind of got a discount on draft day the last two weekends, but he was good to go and practice. He got a, a limited day on, on Wednesday, full on Thursday, and then not even on the injury report on Friday. So good news for Jalen Waddle. Good to see him back here. I think you can start that Dolphins defense. I mean, the reports about the Patriots offense has not been great all summer. Um, Dolphins did some good things against them last year. I think I'm comfortable with the Dolphins D. I'm watching Raheem Mostert to see how many points or see how many carries, how many snaps, what his workload is. He's definitely a guy that if he's out there on your waiver wire, he's worth a pickup because 
I mean, if he pops off a 60-yard touchdown, we shouldn't be surprised. And and if he does end up getting 10, 12 carries, that's not going to surprise me. So if Raheem Mostert's out there, he's one of the best stashes for week one because we know he's a good running back. He just needs to stay healthy. So I like Raheem as a stash on my bench. Say no to Jasicki. Say no to Cedric Wilson, but we'll watch their uh, their productivity in this one. Uh, on the Patriots side, Jacoby Myers is interesting because he popped up on the injury report here. Let me show you. Uh, he's been limited all week here with a knee injury. So I think he's good to go, but I, I don't like seeing that he was limited with a knee. Uh, he's, a, he's a wide receiver three flex in PPR leagues. You got Damian Harris here and Ramondre Stevenson. I think we're going to probably see a 50-50 split. Maybe Damian Harris gets a little bit more work. Uh, but either way, I think double-digit carries for both guys. They kinda, they're kind of they kind of high-floor running back twos. Hopefully they, they, they both can hit 50, 60 yards and a catch or two to give you a floor for PPR leagues. But they're, they're both low-end. They might not even be top 24 running backs, depending if they get touchdowns. But uh, I'm, I'm, if you have questions on the Patriots backs, I'm more so I'm I'm more leaning towards benching these guys this week just to see what it looks like before we trust it. Uh, and then maybe the Patriots. Team, I don't know. I'm not I'm not using Hunter Henry, John Smith, Devontae Parker. I want to see what happens uh, before we trust these guys. Let's see here. Dolphins or the Bengals defense? That's a good question. Let me actually pull up. Uh, where is it? Let's go back up to here. So in terms of points, they're giving the Dolphins or the Dolphins going up against the Patriots. So the Patriots are projected for 21 and a half and the Steelers only 19 points here. So uh, as of right now, it's saying to start the Steelers or start the Bengals against the Steelers, which I think that's how I agree with it right now. Again, the Steelers only scored 10 points in both games last year. So I, I think I feel a little bit more comfortable with uh with the Cincinnati Bengals so I'm gonna pick Cincinnati and it's in Cincinnati too I think that helps a, a little bit there so we'll go we'll go Bengals D uh where were we uh, did we talk about yeah let's talk about the Ravens and the Jets on the Ravens side it's pretty simple you're starting Lamar you're starting Bateman you're starting Mark Andrews after that I mean, I don't think J.K. Dobbins is going to play. Let me check out the reports here. Dobbins limited, limited, limited with the knee. Even if he plays, I don't think we can responsibly start him. It's probably going to be a, a three-headed committee with Mike Davis, Kenyon Drake. Um, so to me, I, I want to see, again, especially guys, running backs coming off of big injuries, I'm hesitant to start them week one blindly. So Dobbins, even if he does play, I'm going to lean towards leaving him on my bench. Mike Davis, Kenyon Drake could be involved to start that Ravens defense. So that's going to be a fun defense start. Um, on the, the jet side, Joe Flacco, maybe is a low end super flex two for quarterbacks. Uh, Elijah Moore should be starting as a wide receiver three flex. And then kind of similar to the Patriots backs. I, I, I don't love these guys in your lineup as a running back too, maybe as a flex, but I, I would err on the side of caution here. It's a tough matchup too. I know it's at home, but it is a tough matchup. And I just, I think Michael Carter is probably the better play. I think he might get more snaps, more touches, more receptions, that kind of thing here. So I'm, I'm hesitant to get these guys. I recommend them in lineups. I think I would look elsewhere if you can say no to the Jets D. Do not sleep on Tyler Conklin. I think he's one of my favorite DraftKings tight ends. He's really cheap. I think he could you know, catch four or five balls tomorrow from Joe Flacco. And then no Corey Davis, no Garrett Wilson. We'll see if he can make some plays. Uh, but it's not really coming up good for the Jets in this one. And uh, let's move on to the Jags and the Washington Commanders. I think both quarterbacks are fun quarterback twos. Uh, I'm, I'm more excited about Trevor Lawrence. I like his rushing upside here. I like his weapons as well. ETN, a running back two for sure in PPR leagues. Christian Kirk, to me, is a top 20, top 24 wide receiver in PPR. He's probably going to catch, you know, six balls, uh, six, seven catches this one. Evan Ingram, a tight end sleeper here. I think we had a nice question about these tight ends. I'm not playing Evan Ingram over the, like, these are the three ideal tight ends to stream this week. Or if you, if you drafted a late tight end, I want one of those three. Otherwise, I, I do like Evan Ingram after that. And then you got the Jones boys here, Marvin Jones, Jay, Zay Jones. I don't hate these guys here as uh, DFS plays or as, you know, kind of deep flexes, something like that. And then uh, James Robinson, I'm not going to use you. We saw what happened. Uh, <laughs> uh, very good question because we saw what happens with, with Cam Akers. I'm not going to use James Robinson in my lineup week one. I think that's a little bit too risky. I hope he plays. I hope he plays well. Uh, we don't know the workload. Uh, I just don't think you can use James Robinson week one without knowing what we're going to get, especially Cam Akers just looks so bad on Thursday night. 
what do we do with Cam Akers? You hold and pray. Uh, you hold and pray that he just gets better and stronger each week. Uh, there was some good news. I guess it's not good news, but they put Kyron Williams on IR. He's having a he had ankle surgery uh, either today or yesterday, and so he's going to be out some time here. So the the Rams are really only down to two running backs, Henderson and Akers. I think for now you're not using Cam Akers until he shows us something. So we'll give him kind of the month of September to see if he can kind of carve out more work for himself, get more comfortable out there on the field. Uh, but for now, you, you got to hold and pray for Akers to uh, slowly improve here. <clears throat> On the Washington side of things, Carson Wentz again, barely a quarterback two for super flex leagues. I like Antonio Gibson. I mean, I'm starting Antonio Gibson over the Jets running backs, probably over the the, the New York Patriots running backs. I think he's a safer volume play here. Terry McLaurin, of course, you're starting. And then two kind of deep flexes here. I think J.D. McKissick can be used in PPR leagues. And then don't sleep on Jahan Dotson. He's going to be a busy target. Uh, I think you could get away with starting these defenses. It, it, it's almost like flip a coin. The, the commanders are favored to win here by two and a half. Uh, Lawrence did have a lot of interceptions last year. Carson Wentz can do the same thing too. Uh, Jags and commanders are interesting defensive options this week for DFS. Moving on to the Cleveland Browns and the Carolina Panthers. This one's tough. I, I don't trust the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I like Baker Mayfield as a QB2 for Superflex Leagues. You're starting uh, Baker Mayfield, and you're starting Christian McCaffrey, and you're starting DJ Moore. That's about it. The Panthers' defense is startable. We're not using Robbie, Tommy, Marshall, Higgins. Leave it with CMC and DJ Moore. On the Brown side, Nick Chubb is going to probably be a smash play in this one. I love him as a running back, too. Looks good in DraftKings as well. Amari Cooper. Uh, Amari Cooper's a tough one. Like I, I got a lot of Amari Cooper, Brandon Ayuk questions. That's kind of where he's being ranked as like a fringe wide receiver three. I'm probably going with Ayuk in that question. So he's kind of on the bubble to me as a starter. Uh, I, I do like Najoku as a top 10, top 12 option. And then maybe Kareem Hunt here as a running back to flex for you. Uh, maybe start that Browns defense as well. Say no to these guys down here. Uh, let me see here. Start Hunter over Kittle. Who's Hunt? Hunter Henry. Uh, I mean, if Kittle's out, you kind of have to go with Hunter Henry. Uh, but if, if Kittle plays, you're going to leave Kittle in there. Um, so basically about an hour to 90 minutes before the game tomorrow, they'll they'll have an answer on George Kittle. If Kittle's playing, I think you got to play him. Uh, Hunter Henry, you're basically going fishing, gambling for a touchdown here. So I don't love the Hunter Henry play. I, I think Kittle, though, uh, if he's out, you gotta you got to roll with Hunter Henry. Colts and the Texans must starts in this one. Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman Jr., uh, Brandon Cooks. And then is Damian Pierce a must start? We'll see. Uh, the Colts ruled out their, their stud linebacker, Shaq Leonard. Uh, so th this does, you know, tilt some things the good way for the Texans. So I kind of like Damian Pierce. I think he's a fringe running back too. Probably going to get upwards of 15 carries, maybe a catch or two here. So I think he's got a decent floor for volume work. Uh, Matt Ryan, I have him listed as a QB1. I think I think he could have himself a really nice day. The Colts destroyed the Texans twice last year. In two games, the Texans only scored three points against them. So uh, I think the Colts scored 30-plus in both games here. So I like Matt Ryan. Uh, Mo Ali Cox is an interesting tight end streamer, especially for DFS. And then Naheem Hines, just in PPR format, he could be kind of fun. Start that Colts defense, and then uh, we're going to watch the rookie here, Alec Pierce. We're going to watch Nico Collins and Brevin Jordan. We're going to watch Rex Burkhead. Let's see what this, this offense looks like, because uh, I think the Texans could be useful for fantasy this year. Uh, moving on to the Giants in Tennessee. The only must-starts in this one to me are Derrick Henry and Saquon Barkley. I mean, I think Daniel Jones and Ryan Tannehill, they're both kind of fun rushing quarterbacks. They kind of play very similar to each other, too. I, I mean, I think Daniel Jones is a good you know, if Daniel Jones could be as good as Ryan Tannehill, I think that would be a good trajectory for him. Uh, but they're both QB2s for super flex leagues. Daniel Jones actually played really well before he got hurt last year. So I'm hoping uh, some good things from him and his new uh, new offense that he's got there. Austin Hooper, a tight end streamer, kind of low and gross, but he could be a busy target here. I think Robert Woods will be the busiest target for uh, the Titans here. But don't sleep on Traylon Burks. I know he got a lot of crap. Uh, during preseason here, but they worked him hard, man. They they made him earn it, and it sounds like they want to use him. If Traylon Burks went undrafted or if he's hanging on your waiver wires, uh, I wouldn't mind snagging him. I'm not saying to start him, but I wouldn't be surprised if he has a good game. Start the Titans defense, leave these uh, these jokesters on the bench here. And then Kadarius Tony. I'm going to put Tony right in that group of Amari Cooper, Brandon Ayuk uh, kind of territory where he's exciting. We don't know what we're going to get from him. He's kind of a risky guy, but it's exciting at the same time. Uh, so he's a wide receiver three flex for me. Uh, and then we're going to say no to all these guys on the bench here. 
moving on to Green Bay in Minnesota. Um, should I stash Brian Robinson? If you have an IR spot, yes. Um, definitely, definitely, yes. Stash Brian Robinson. I'm, I'm actually going to be adding Brian Robinson in a league or two, uh, I think, tomorrow. So Brian Robinson, he's going to be out for the first four games. Uh, it sounds like everything went smooth, though, with with uh, the knee. And he's off. He's even off crutches already, so that's good. Swelling went down. I, I like stashing Brian Robinson. That's a good move there, especially if you have an IR slot. Uh, <clears throat> Packers Vikings the only must starts in this on the Packers are, are Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon I love AJ Dillon as a running back too I think he's going to be busy the offense is going to run through these two guys so Jones and Dillon are the must starts on the Packers on the Vikings side of course Dalvin Cook Justin Jefferson Adam Thielen week one Adam Thielen's probably going to catch a touchdown uh, I do like Irv Smith as a streaming tight end um, and then both quarterbacks I'm, I'm kind of they're, they're, they're fringe top 12 QBs. I think they're good for top 15. I don't love them. They're best used in super flex leagues. But if you have quarterback questions on these two, let me know. Uh, and then some flex options for you. KJ Osborne is the number three receiver. He might be more involved as this Ram style offense here for Minnesota. And then it sounds like Lazard's doubtful, which is going to mean Sammy Watkins going to be wide receiver one here. So he's worth a wide receiver three flex as well. Uh, I think the Packers defense is startable. I know I don't want to start the Vikings defense. I don't trust them. Uh, and then after this, Watson, Cobb, Tunyon, Romeo Dobbs. Like I'm excited to see the Packers debut on offense here with this uh, inexperienced passing core. Uh, a bunch of young guns here paired with some bets. So kind of a fun game here. What will the Packers offense look like with the receivers? What will Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon do? And then uh, can Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen propel them to a win? That's going to be a good question. Um Kansas City and Arizona must starts in this one. You're going Pat Mahomes. You're going Kyler Murray. You're going James Conner. Marquise Brown's one of my favorite DraftKings plays this week. I think he's going to be the best target here. Juju Smith-Schuster, wide receiver three. Travis Kelsey, of course. I think Marquez Valdez-Scantling is going to be a popular DraftKings play. Uh, I need to move Rondell Moore to out. They, they listed him as out this morning. So no Rondell Moore. So their top two targets, Marquise Brown, Zach Ertz. I might even move A.J. Green up to flex. Uh, in this one, you can use Clyde Edwards-Alaire as a low-end RB2. I think he's he's safe to get some volume there. Uh, and then maybe start the, the Chiefs defense here. Just again, they're, they're kind of down on weapons on the Cardinals side here. Say no to that Cardinals defense. It's going to be one of the worst defenses in the league this season. Uh, people to watch on the bench, Eno Benjamin. We'll see if he gets uh, some work as the running back too. We'll see if the rookie tight end plays, Trey McBride. He's kind of a fun one. I want to watch the running back rotation behind Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and we'll see if the rookie Sky Moore can get in there with Nicole Hardman. So start these guys at the top of the list. Uh, I'm going to move Rondell Moore to the out uh, after this video. Uh, let's move on to, the, to me, this is the best game of the day, the Raiders at the Chargers. You guys remember last year, week 18, uh, these two teams were playing for the final playoff spot. They could have tied and both got in, but they went into overtime and they they battled it off. Uh, I think both quarterbacks are top 10 plays here. Herbert, probably a top five play. You're starting Eckler. You're starting Big Mike. You're starting Keenan Allen. You're starting Devontae. You're starting Darren Waller. I think Hunter Renfro in full PPR leagues, he's a wide receiver three, maybe a top 30, top 36 guy. There's plenty of targets to go around in this offense. You got to think Derek Carr. He's going to throw the ball 35, 40 times in this offense. So maybe 10 for Adams, maybe eight or nine for Waller, maybe seven or eight for Renfro. I think there's room for all of them to be success. Josh Jacobs, I'm going to pump the brakes on him. If you have to rely on him as an RB2, I'm fine with it. He's more of a flex play for me, a top 30 running back. He's he's not going to get the passing you know volume that he's gotten in the last couple of seasons. They're going to use Amir Abdullah. They're going to use Brandon Bolden. You might even see Zamir White steal some of the carries from Jacobs. So I'm a little hesitant on Josh Jacobs. And again, the game script does not favor Jacobs. This is probably going to be a shootout. This is probably my favorite game of the day. Again, say no to the Raiders defense. Uh, maybe the Chargers defense if you're in a pinch. Let's watch for Josh Palmer. I want to see if he's the outright number three receiver. How many snaps does he get? He might be a guy worth picking up on the waiver wires. And then uh, they ruled Donald Parham out. So Everett. I'm going to move him up here to the tight end streaming option. So fun game, Raiders at Chargers. And then we're going to wrap it up. Uh, two more games left. Sunday Night Football, Bucks at the Cowboys. Everything revolves around Chris Godwin. Uh, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? It's tough. And that Sunday night, you know, if you're waiting for Godwin to play, but you have Brandon Ayuk, I think you got to play Brandon Ayuk. We just we don't know if Godwin's going to play. So and even if he does play, what's his workload going to look like? 
So the only way I would hold out hope for Godwin playing, and if you want to use him, is if you have like a Monday night guy like Jerry Judy or, or something like that. But I think you plan to bench Chris Godwin this week and just make it make it easier on yourself. Let's wait and see what he looks like. But uh, a lot of must starts in this game. Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Leonard Fournette, Ezekiel Elliott is a running back too. C.D. Lamb and Mike Evans, both top 10, top 12 wide receivers. You're starting Dalton Schultz. And then we get to the flex options here. Tony Pollard, is he going to get more work in the passing game? Is he going to get more running opportunity this year? I think as a low-end running back too, say you went zero RB draft, he's an interesting flex play to say the least. Uh, and then if no Chris Godwin, I think Russell Gage and Julio Jones are, are viable flex options, wide receiver three flex options, both very fun players uh, to target uh, this, this week. And Russell Gage, limited, limited, limited on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Chris Godwin didn't practice on Thursday, but full Friday and Wednesday. And then Julio Jones got a veteran day's rest, full, full. Again, if, if Godwin's out, I'm open to both of these guys here. Start that Bucks defense. Probably not the, the Cowboys here. And then let's watch Rashad White, the rookie running back here. I want to see Noah Brown, number two wide receiver here. Uh, we'll see what happens. But it, it, to me, it's it's all about Chris Godwin here. I think you plan to let him, even if he plays, you let him sit on your bench. You have to lock in those points, uh, especially if, if you have a guy going at noon and you're holding out hope for Godwin. I think you just need to take the safe points and get yourself on the board here because who knows what his workload is going to look like. Uh, Renfro or Lockett? Personally, I like the safety of Hunter Renfro. If, if it's full PPR, give me Renfro. Uh, I think that's the easiest thing to do. Uh, Justin, my man, what's going on? Hope you're doing well. Uh, I really think Gage will be a top 15. I, I agree with this. I mean, they they went Tom Brady handpicked Russell Gage this offseason. He's like, I'm going to come back, but we're going to sign Russell Gage. And uh, they gave him like three-year, $21 million to be a slot. So if no Godwin, I think Russell Gage is getting for a really nice day. He's going to be a lot of my DFS lineup. So I I'm into the Russ Gage, uh, but let's finish this video with, uh, I guess finish the start sits here with Denver at Seattle must starts in this one. Russell Wilson, Javante Sutton, Judy. I think Melvin Gordon might be must start as a, as a low end running back to flex. If you're if you're if you're in a pinch and you need a running back to or a flex, I think Melvin Gordon again. The Broncos favored to win by quite a bit. You're probably going to see a lot of running from both both backs. Russell Wilson probably doesn't need to to throw the ball 40 times. It's probably going to be more like 25 to 30. So expect both backs to be busy, especially earlier in the season. I like Melvin Gordon early uh, in September here. Start that Broncos defense. We'll monitor Albert O and KJ Hamler from the bench. On the Seahawks side, the only must-start to me is DK Metcalf. I think Rashad Petty can be a low-end running back, too, just based on volume alone. Lockett, kind of a fringe flex play. I don't love it. I kind of want to see what it looks like first. Say no to the Seahawks defense. And then Geno, Kenneth Walker, Noah Fant. We're just taking week one as an examination day for the Seahawks. Basically, it's Metcalf or bust for me on that side. Uh, let me see here. Uh, your two favorite players, Penny and Gordon, they're, 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 they're hard to start. I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm cool with Melvin Gordon because it's earlier in the season and, and they want to make sure uh, Denver's thinking Super Bowl, right? So they want to make sure that both those running backs are fresh down the stretch. So you're, you're probably going to see 15 carries for Javante, maybe 12 for, for Melvin Gordon. And then a couple catches for each guy here. So I think the volume is going to be pretty strong for both players here. Kind of like it's going to be very similar to the Packers. I mean, I think Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, they're, they're both going to approach 12 to 15 carries. They're both going to have a handful of receptions. So I, I think both running backs uh, can be viable here. Still live, baby. <laughs> Still live. Um, how many teams will get a pick six tomorrow? If so, who will? Um, as far as pick sixes go tomorrow, um, let me see here. Um, maybe the Colts, the Colts could get one against Houston. I think the Eagles could get one against Jared Goff. Uh, <laughs> Joe Flacco could throw one to the Ravens here. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos get one on Geno Smith. Uh, and maybe the Dolphins against Mac Jones. That wouldn't surprise me either. And then maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe, um, Maybe the Chargers versus Derek Carr, something like that. Elijah Mitchell or Dylan in my PPR. My opponent has a a Rob flop. Awesome. Um, I mean, I think the logical play is Elijah Mitchell. He's the clear starter. Um, he's healthy. It's the healthiest he's going to be all year in a full PPR league. Elijah doesn't he doesn't get a lot of catches, 
uh, which which does concern me. I think AJ Dillon might have him there. Uh, my heart says to play AJ Dillon. I, I love AJ Dillon. That that's that's a sexy play to me. I think the smart play is Elijah Mitchell, but I'm going to say to start AJ Dillon. I think AJ Dillon is uh, a rock. Uh, he has a rock solid floor of about eight to ten points. So if you're comfortable with that, AJ Dillon's my guy. I think he's going to catch the ball more too. So I'll say AJ Dillon. What will be the order for the AFC West? The AFC West order. Um, to me, it's a it's a two team race. I think the Broncos are behind. I, I think, they're, I mean, they're working in a new head coach, a new offense, new players, new new stuff is not easy to integrate right away. So to me, it's between the Chiefs and the Chargers. These are the top two teams in the AFC West. Uh, Broncos are uh, really close. They're going to be battling with the Raiders, I think, for uh, the final, maybe one of the final wild card spots here. So I would rank them. I'm going to say Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders. Um, are you still drafting? Uh, nope, drafting is all done, my man. We are done drafting. I, I had my final draft on Monday, so we're all good. Cobb is a sneaky flex play. I don't, I don't know if I trust the volume. If you had to pick a Packer receiver, I think it's Sammy Watkins that you want to, you want to roll with. Kirk, Juju, or Bateman in PPR. I already have Gabe. Give me 18. Solid, baby. I mean, Kirk, Juju, Bateman. It's shooting fish in a barrel here. If you if you just want to if you want to hit the layup here, it's it's Christian Kirk. He's going to catch the ball six times, uh, maybe more. So if you want the layup, go with Kirk. If you want the home run, go for Bateman. Uh, the, the, I, I think I I, I disagree. I, th I think the Raiders are my least favorite. I think they have the I have, the Raiders have the clear worst defense in this group and the Raiders have the clear worst offensive line. I think those are going to be the Achilles heel for the Raiders uh, by the end of the year. And yeah, that was, that was crazy. Texas should have, Texas should have had that one. Um, but uh, let's um, before we sign off here, let's the, let's fill out a DraftKings lineup here for fun. I don't know if I'll lock this one in, uh, but I figured it might be a fun way to end these Saturday night live streams. Um, so let me look around here. Let's do a, a full 13 game slate here. Uh, I'm just looking around for total prizes. Uh, let's do. Uh, I'm looking. I, I love doing single entry games here. Uh, Twenty-five dollars single entry. I wish there was a way to filter by single entry here. Let me look here. Is there a way? Oh, I saw one down here. Let's just do a. Let's do a cheapy here. Quarter jukebox. Is there any single entries here? Is there a buck? 2020, 2020, single entry, the daily dollar. We're going to play the daily dollar here. Let's make a lineup uh, and see what we got here. Oh, yeah, we're making <laughs> – uh, no, I'm excited about Noah Brown, man. Uh, Justin says Lamar. Lamar, 7,300. I like Hertz at 6,800. That's just my preference. Uh, otherwise, I mean, I don't mind paying up for Herbert. I think Herbert's going to be busy here. Uh, I tend to want to pay up for a QB, so let, let's just lock in Jalen Hurts, and uh, we'll see if we can we can kind of build it up uh, at defense here. I kind of like to fill that in last. Tight end is interesting because do you pay up for Travis Kelsey? Um, I kind of like Darren Waller here. I I, I think I want to attack this Chargers Raiders game here. Darren Waller outside. I mean, he's the fifth highest tight end, and he's pretty reasonable here at fifty four hundred. Otherwise, I do like T.J. Hawkinson. I like Dallas Goddard to pair with Jalen Hurts, but uh, we're gonna just we're just gonna tap Waller in here at the receiver position. I like to scroll down when I first put receivers in there. Uh, and yeah, Aiden Aiden saying Christian Kirk, and, and I have to agree. Um, I have to agree here with Christian Kirk because he is he's only 5,100. Um, so I, I like I like locking in my 12 to 15 points there for sure. Elijah Moore is interesting because I, I think he's going to be pummeled with targets. He's also pretty dang cheap here too. So I don't mind putting two $500 or $5,000 receivers there. And then if I'm going to pay up for a receiver here, uh, I'm going to put A.J. Brown there with Jalen Hurts. And then now we got money to spend at running back. Um, let's let's put a defense in there. Uh, what do you guys think for defenses? I, I kind of like the Eagles against Detroit. That's a good pick right there, Fabian. I, I like I like the Jarvis Landry sleeper here. We could go for a bunch of like PPR receivers here, uh, and maybe snag Jarvis Landry in there. I kind of like the Chiefs defense. I don't know. Uh, let me let me go back to uh, let's put that flex in there. I just want to see if we can get. 
let me let me see if I can find Landry here because I am uh, yeah the Mar Marquise Brown's another good one. Uh, I I want to put Landry in there and see what kind of running backs we can get because you know we got three positions to fill here. Let's see. I like the ETN. If we're gonna pick one running back at the top, um, I just I don't know if I if I trust. Uh, I I think it's gonna be a blowout. I think Kansas City's gonna blow him out. Um, I I really like Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon balled out against the Steelers last year, so he's a running back that's worth paying up for. Uh, on this side here, I don't mind I don't mind the Bengals defense with Joe Mixon. That one can be kind of nice. Uh, I don't hate the Saints defense here. I don't hate the Saints defense. I do like Mike Williams here. We had about 5,400 for a running back, too. Sanders, Edwards, Elijah Mitchell. There's A.J. Dillon. Um, that's interesting, too. Um, yeah, I, I wonder if there's any cheaper wide receivers we could get here. You know, I mean, there's A.J. Green, Marquez Valdez, Scanlon. We can go really dirt cheap at wide receiver and say and kind of penny pinch here. If you guys wanted me to downgrade at quarterback, um, what's the cheapest quarterback I'd be comfortable starting? Um, Jameis Winston, not bad against the Atlanta Falcons. That one kind of intrigues me a little bit here. I think we could see some nice numbers there. I do like Matt Ryan here too. I think I think there might be a, a smart pivot going against Jonathan Taylor and, and say we say we got Matt Ryan here with uh, Michael Pittman Jr. Get those two guys stacked there. Now we got 7,600 for a running back. That gets us Alvin Kamara. Um, yeah, I, I like uh, I like Nick Chubb a lot. Well, Nick Chubb's uh, 6,500. AJ Dillon was about 5,300. And yeah, I'm I'm into the Trevor Lawrence too. But uh, let me see where he was. 5,600. Matt Ryan's the same price. I think I think that's a little. Uh, Justin wants the CMC. I don't know how we get him. Um, Dude is, dude is eighty five hundred. We have to, we have to make some moves here. Who do we dump to get Christian McCaffrey? I guess we'd we'd have to dump Joe Mixon. So there's CMC. What is, what does this get me? Why is Alexander Madison so high? Barkley here against Tennessee. We'll we'll just put Saquon Barkley in there. So we got Matt Ryan, McCaffrey, Barkley. So we're, we're, we're we paid up uh, for running back here. Um, I don't think there's any way for me to get uh, both CMC and Henry without completely going zero on someone here. I guess I guess I'd have to go low on Waller if you guys want Derrick Henry in here. CMC and Henry, I mean, we're just gonna get junk at tight end. Uh, Jeff Swain, Ian Thomas, Trey McBride. It's, it's pretty dumpy here at tight end, so we'd have to make some moves. Let's sell that Saints defense and. Some of the, the more experienced DFS players that I looked into, they, they don't care what defense they use. I mean, I could legit start the Jags defense tomorrow and uh, maybe get some points there because I don't think that's going to be a high-scoring game. So I'm going to roll with the Jags, 4,200 for a tight end. I can get Pat Frymuth. How about that? We'll call it a day. So Matt Ryan, CMC, Henry, Kirk, Elijah Moore, Pittman Jr., Frymuth, Landry, Jags D. Uh, we'll, we'll tap that and enter it. So – uh, this was a lot of fun, though. Thank you guys for hanging out. I'm gonna get out of here tonight. I'm gonna go see that new. Uh, I'm gonna go see that new movie, Barbarian, in a little bit. So uh, that's what I got going on. Thank you guys so much for your time. Uh, I, I might, I might do a, a, an impromptu live show tomorrow, maybe 11 a.m. Uh, an hour before kickoff. So hang out with me tomorrow morning. We'll see you guys. Uh, see you guys then. Have a great night. Adios. Peace. Mm -hmm.